0: So I I want you to imagine um, that you've been away from home for a long time, whatever place you call home. You've been, and it's probably for some of you, you're back home for Christmas, so it's a little easier for, but imagine that you've been away from home for a really long time and uh, you finally, it's Christmas and you have this opportunity to come back and visit your family. And uh, you're really excited as each day gets closer. You're getting more and more excited to come back home and see friends and family kind of go around your old stomping grounds and, and see everybody again. And so you finally, the day comes, you get in your car and you start driving back home. And as you come into town, you see your favorite little coffee shop. Of course, for me it's going to be a coffee shop, right? You see you see your favorite coffee shop where you hang out with all used to hang out with your friends and you thought, Oh, I'm gonna go grab a cup of coffee and reconnect with all my friends again. That's gonna be fun. And so you you walk in the coffee shop, and as you walk in, you see a bunch of your friends, but they don't say, Hey! They look at you and they sneer. And you start and Their body language is very clear that they don 't want to talk to you they don 't want to see you and you think oh that 's weird i don 't get that so you just go get your coffee and you you leave. Um, you still have to get some some groceries or something, so you run to the pig and, and you 're walking around the pig and and you 're running into people, and everybody that you run into that you know is looking at you and sneering or avoiding you going down the other aisle or trying, staying intentionally avoiding you. And it's really starting to bug you because you were excited to come back home. And now everybody's giving you strong, clear body language that you're not really welcome here. But you at least have this consolation in your mind. You're like, I I just got to get out of here. I'm going to my parents' house. There's a big family gathering. We've got a Christmas dinner. We're going to be hanging out with all of my family. At least they'll welcome me. And yet, you get home, you walk through the door, and you're excited to be there, and you get the same response from your family as you did from the rest of the community body language saying, You're not really welcome here. And it hurts because you've been looking forward to being there. And in a lot of ways, that's the picture that John's painting of Jesus coming into the world. Uh, Let's look at our passages, John 1, verses 9 through 13. He says, The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. And this, this first one, this first verse, first couple of verses, just really jumps out at me. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. The world gave him strong signals that you are not welcome here. He created them. He created everything, and yet the signals that they came as he entered his own creation was, you are not welcome here. And, and if you tie back to a couple messages ago, not only was Jesus the creator of everything, he also sustains everything. He, the, every good blessing that we have comes from him. The fact that we can breathe, the fact that our hearts are beating, the fact that we can speak all comes from Jesus. And yet people were using the blessings that he gave them to tell him, you are not welcome here. It's a sad picture, and John makes it even more bleak. He says, he came to that which was his own, but his own didn't receive him. Not only was it just the world in general that rejected Jesus, his own people, the Jews, responded the same way. They, they, they didn't receive him. They they said, you know, you're not welcome here. It's, it's like coming home to your own Christmas family gathering and having your family say, we don't want you here. I mean, if anybody would have seen Jesus for who he was and believed in him, it would have been the Jews. I mean, they, they had prophet after prophet after prophet speaking to them saying, a Messiah is going to come, a Savior is going to be born. Here's what he's going to lo- look like. Here's where he's going to be born. All of these things for thousands of years have been told to them. And yet when he came, they reacted the same way, said, you're not welcome here. And I think it's easy for us to go, man, those people are crazy. I would never do that. I mean, if I would have been back there and I would have seen this, I would have believed in Jesus. Those guys, they just they're crazy. I, I wouldn't have done that. And yet the reality is, is we would have. I, I, we, we would respond. You know, John's not writing this to tell us how bad these other people are, or, or how hard their hearts are. He's he's telling us that deep down inside of us, our natural reaction would be to see Jesus and say, "You're not welcome." Um, I, I have a lot of conversations over the years and with with atheists who don't believe, and one thing that comes up all the time when I'm talking to them, they say, "You know." If God wants me to believe in Him, just show up. All He's got to do is show up, and I'll believe in Him. And my response is always, "He did, and we killed Him." Nobody believed it. You didn't believe He could show up right in front of you. You you wouldn't believe in Him. We are the ones who 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 rejected Jesus. We are the ones who said, "You are not welcome here." and that's and that's deep down in the heart of everyone it's deep down inside of me it's deep down inside of you it's deep down inside of every person and and we can start to even see that even of of those of us who are Christians we can there's there's little parts where we say Jesus you're not welcome here like if you if you were to imagine your life picture your life as being a house and uh, I don't know I heard this illustration a long time ago so I'm probably stealing it but it, Picture your life as a house and every all these different rooms in the house represent different aspects of your life. So the kitchen of the house represents how you eat and how you handle food and your office in the house represents your business life and, and you have an entertainment room where it represents your media that you watch and the bedroom represents relationships and your sex life, all of that stuff. And then imagine Jesus coming, knocking at the door of your house, of your life, You let him in. Are there some of those rooms where you say, Jesus, you're not, you're not welcome to come into this room? Like you can come in, you can hang out in the kitchen, you can hang out in the living room, but you, you better stay out of my office. I I don't want you to have anything to do with my work life. You're not welcome here. Or Jesus, you better stay out of my bedroom because you're not, you're not welcome there. Or stay out of my choices of TV and music. I don't, you're not welcome here the reality is as we we do that you know Jesus you're not welcome in having a say on my financial life you're not you're not welcome in having a say on how i retire you're not well you're welcome in these areas that i that i want you to be a part of but these other areas you're not welcome and we all have those areas in us it's it's this natural tendency deep down inside of us and yet John paints this really bleak picture, right? And yet he says not everyone rejected him. Some some received him. To those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God. So not everyone rejected Jesus. Some people believed him. Some people received him and said, "Jesus, come on in. You can have you can have everything. Every room in the house is yours. You, uh, you here's my office, Jesus." Take charge of this, and, and, and you're, now you're in charge of how I how I work, and you're in charge of how I eat, and you're in charge of how I spend my money. You're in charge of all of the things. They they received him in and said, "I'm I'm all yours, Jesus." And they did it by believing, by believing in his name. That's what it says to all to all who received him. And then he's kind of there's a comma, and it says, and another way to say that is, to those who believed in his name. So if we want to make a turn in our life from saying, Jesus, you're not welcome, to saying, Jesus, come on in to receive him, it means believing, believing in his name. And in the Bible, you don't just believe in a name. The name means a character, the person himself. It's saying to believe in Jesus. And yet it's also important to explain, what does John mean when he says, believe in Jesus? Does it mean we just have to believe that he existed? I think everybody believed that he existed. All the people who rejected him believed that he existed. So it's, it's more than that. And I always, I always like to explain, imagine that you're walking through a jungle. Um, you're trying to get back home. You know where you need to go to get back home. And you come up to this big um, uh, chasm. 200 feet down. You, you have to get across this to get home. You find a, you find a bridge eventually, and it's not, a, it's, it's not like a, a modern-day bridge. It's one of these rope bridges, right? So you have to spend some time thinking, am I going to cross this thing or not? But if you get to the point of looking at that bridge and you say, I believe in the bridge, that does not mean that you go, I have decided that the bridge exists. That's pretty obvious. The bridge is right there. If you say in that moment, I believe in the bridge, you say, I believe that bridge is going to carry me. It's going to. I'm going to be able to cross that bridge, get to the other side, and it's going to carry me. You took some time. You understood what it was. You looked at its integrity, and you said, I trust it. And that's what John says. If, if you believe in Jesus, it's not just believing that he existed at one point in time. It's that you, you see who he was, you see what he said, and you trust him with every aspect of your life. That's why you give him control over these different areas of your life. You say, Lord, take over my work life because I trust you. You, you know how to do this. Take, you, it's yours. Take charge of it. Uh, take charge of my, my bedroom, my, my relationships, all of that. I trust you with that. You're, you're in control. Take charge of the way I eat and the way I sleep and the way I act because I, I trust you. That's what it means to receive him, is to trust him, believe, to have faith in him. And he says that when we do that, then we become children of God, which is pretty incredible. It just said that Jesus came to his own people and they rejected him. But now he says, anybody who receives him, he says, now you're my people. You're my children. You're part of my family. Like, I'm going to adopt you. You'll be my brothers and sisters and and God the Father will be your father. He will care for you as a father cares for you. You're, You're part of this whole thing. And not only that, but there's this amazing thing where not only are you part of God's family and Jesus is your brother, but now you're brought into this family where everybody else who believes in him is your brother and sister. You know, I'm your brother in Christ. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And you can go, I mean, I can move from Minnesota to a place I've never been to in my entire life and step into this building and feel like I'm with family. I was just reading through the other night. I was reading through some um, journaling I did when I did this trip through Turkey and Greece a couple years ago. And I wrote in there, we went to worship on a Sunday morning at a church in Greece where they speak Greek. And I can read Greek a little bit, but I can't speak Greek. I didn't know what they were saying. I I didn't know anything. But I remember writing down, I was at home. I could feel it. I stepped into this church on the other side of the world and I automatically felt like I was part of family because those who believe in him are brought into the family and here we are brothers and sisters. And then this church is a family. We, we care for each other like a family. We annoy each other like a family. We, but we, but we stick together like a family through ups and downs and through hard times. We support one another. That's, That's what this is. It's it's an amazing thing. The world rejected him, but now he says, Now you are mine, and you are part of my family. And yet, John says, We come into this family differently than we come into any other type of family. He says, We didn't, to those who believed in his name, oh, nope, nope, next one. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. That we don't enter this family because we're born into the right family. We don't enter this family because we're smarter than everybody else or that we worked harder than anybody else. We're part of this family because God did something powerful in our lives. That we've been born again. And, and here's why it's important, because this ties everything this ties everything he's been saying together. Because if we realize deep down inside that our natural tendency is to say, Jesus, you are not welcome here. We realize God needs to do something big to change that in our hearts so that we would welcome him in. Jesus came and was rejected by the world, rejected by his people. We would naturally reject him, but God came into our lives and did something powerful so that we would receive him. He opened our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our hearts to receive him. He he did this work so that we would do that. And I think that's really humbling for us to, I think deep down inside, we all like to think that we believed in Jesus because we were just a little bit smarter than everybody else. Like these other people aren't very smart they just can't see that who Jesus is. And I'm a little bit smarter so that I did believe. And yet, John says, no, you weren't born of a human decision. And some people think, well, I was just born in this great family and that's why. I... No, you're not born of natural descent. You're not strong enough. It's not just bearing down on your will. You were born of God. God did a work in you and opened your eyes so that you would believe And what that does is not only does that humble us, but it forces us to look to Jesus for everything. When we start to realize there are areas of our life where we've told Jesus he's not welcome, you don't fix that by just bearing down on yourself and thinking, I can do this, I'm strong enough. No, you do it by looking to Jesus and saying, help Open my eyes to see the areas of my life where I've said that you're not welcome. Give me me strength to do this. Help me me give more and more and more of my life to you. Help me open up more rooms of my house to you because he's the only one who can do that work in your life. Even as as you walk through life and you've got friends and family members who, who are telling Jesus you're not welcome at all, you can't even get on my front porch, get out of here. It's not your first instinct is turn to Jesus and say, Lord, open their eyes, open their eyes, help them to see the beauty of who you are. Help them to see the power of your word. Help them to see who you truly are. Help them to believe in you. We we turn to Jesus in prayer and we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray and then we get off our knees and we believe. And we, and we l- walk into the world, we, we receive him and we trust that he will fulfill what he said he would do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we come to you and we acknowledge that we need you for every aspect of our lives. We often like to think we've got things under control on our own, and yet you've reminded us this morning that you are in control and that we need you for everything. So, Father, come. Father, we ask that you would open our eyes to see those areas in our lives where we have said that you are not welcome. Do that work. Help us to see that and then strengthen us with your spirit to move way to give those areas of our lives over to you Lord we want you to be in charge of every aspect of our lives so Father do that we confess that we try to take control ourselves and we ask your forgiveness for that but do a work Jesus we offer ourselves to you every part of us in your name we pray Amen.